Hello, listeners of Take Talks, and welcome back to the next episode. Today, I have the pleasure and the honor of welcoming Cecil Robinson, Jr., the owner of Raven Elite Protection. Cecil, thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me, Tage. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, your past, a little bit of your education, and kind of um, how your career in the Navy, I believe you said you had uh, enlisted back in 86, kind of how that's brought you to where you are today? Sure. Uh, I, I'm originally a native of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, back in 86, graduated from high school. Mom said, you know, she came to me probably about a week after my graduation, said, I don't know what you're going to do, but you got to get the hell up out of here. So I enlisted in the Navy, went, went in, uh, I did my, I guess it was about 12, 13 years of enlisted, made chief, and then became a limited duty officer. Uh, it was all into telecommunications. I had, you know, I had a couple of shipboard tours, did a couple of shore, shore, um, shore rotations, and then I had, uh, I had the opportunity, I, not the opportunity, but the, I, I want to say the, um, the, the, uh, the, the honor of serving with the, uh, with, with the SEAL team over in Fallujah, and, uh, and that was awesome. And uh, after that, I had a tour as a, at a Riverine Squadron as the air communicator, and then went back to uh, Naval Special Warfare as the um, as the East Coast um, telecommunications officer, the N6, uh, for all the forces on the East Coast. And that was rewarding as well. After I, I also, um, after that, I did a tour over in NATO uh, with their um, security office um, uh, doing uh, network security and facilities. Um, um, uh, Want to call it what, uh, I guess, uh, facilities protection, uh, making sure you know, that all the, uh, the right people have access to the computers, make sure offices. It's kind of physical security and network security all rolled in one. So did that uh, for about two years, and then I retired. And from there, I went working with Booz Allen Hamilton as a uh, SATCOM and RF communications sub subject matter expert. Did that for a couple of years, and then uh, worked for the government over at Naval Information Courses as a uh, as at, at, at the uh, what is it the uh, the functional area manager. It's kind of um, Cybersecurity is the same thing, um, kind of the same um, process that you use with your iPhone. Uh, the, net, the, the applications on board ships, they have to be uh, updated, kept up to date. Just when on board the ships, um, just identifying those applications that weren't being up to, uh, updated because again, that induces vulnerabilities if applications aren't uh, continuously being patched. And I just, just one day, I, you know, I, I've been doing the same, doing that type of work for, for, my, uh, for, my, for my tour in the Navy. And then I was around the same people. I just wanted to do something different. I don't know what it was. I was at my desk one day and all of a sudden executive protection just popped into my mind. And I was like, wow. So I, you know, Googled that and said, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm going to pull chalks and I'm going to do something totally different. And I went to school and it's, it's just been history from there. I, after I completed completed uh, uh, executive protection school, I, um, I uh, submitted my, uh, my resignation letter and then did some freelance work for other security companies. And then I just decided, I, 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 when, as I would go on details, uh, the client would always come to me and thank me. I've gotten, I, I had gotten gifts from the client, which you're not supposed to take. I didn't want to take, but you know, they insisted. And, uh, and I, even to the point where the person put it on my car and left. So I said, <laughs> okay, well, um, I, I guess I have to take it. So 
it just dawned on me. I, I went back and told a friend who I, I who I uh, graduated school with, and told him about what had happened. And he just said, "Hey, man, you know, maybe you should just open your own company." So I just went on it, went on ahead and did it. And from that point, I've been uh, I've been uh, doing security work for other companies, but I've yet to find my own client. And that's basically what I'm looking for right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and um, you you spoke about where you grew up in, in a city I absolutely love. I've, I've had a lot of family connections out of Baltimore. Um, so I got to ask, as a Ravens fan, um, is that where Raven Elite Protection came from? I must say yes, Tage. I must say yes. <laughs> it's, it's the thing about, you know, if, if you ever go to M&T Bank Stadium, it's, it's a... Uh, you know, it's it's a way of life. It's a way of um, a way of doing business. You know, everything you do, you need to play like a raven, and that's and that's hard and putting your heart into it. And I just like what I like what the organization stands for. So yeah, I adopted it. And it's more than just a bird. You know, it also is you know where I grew up, and it's how I try and live my life every day. You know, with with the same principles I gained while in the navy, just living it with honor and just putting my best foot forward every day. That's great. Well, you, you definitely got bonus points with me because uh, go Ravens. So um, the uh, so for those who maybe aren't as familiar, um, can you kind of talk about what what exactly is Executive Protection Services? Because um, having spent some time on on your website and 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 speaking to you at some of our events. Um, I think there's a lot more to it than, than most people realize. So can you, can you give us a little bit of ideas, kind of what those services are and, and who some of those primary uh, clients would be um, when you're reaching out to them? Sure. Uh, first, I, I think um, first off, Tage, what people should realize is that I'm a citizen. You know, I'm not law enforcement. So I, the, the whole the whole process is, in, in my own opinion, and the way I run my business is risk mitigation. So what I want to do, I want to use my head. I want to think. I want to think like we had, uh, in, in class they have the saying, think like the bad guy. So what I want to do is I want to, if, if you're my client, you say, hey, uh, Cecil, um, you know, I'm coming into town. I want to, you know, have a good time down the oceanfront, and this is what I want to do. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to those places that you want to go to um, and speak with the people there and let them know that, hey, um, I'm having a client coming in. Um, can I reserve a, uh, a table? Um, can I, um, you know, what else do, you know, is there a, a, is, is there a wait list um, during the day? Or, you know, how do you conduct your normal day to day? Just doing that, that risk mitigation factor of going out and reaching out and touching those people that, those places that you want to go. Like I said, the restaurant, reserving a table there. Um, if it's in a particular neighborhood, speaking with the local uh, police department, find out what the issues are in that area. Um, if you want to, if you want to go to the movies, you know, that night, um, you know, later on that night or whatever, talking to the venue again, you know, trying to get as much information as I can. What is the issues in those areas? You know, what do I have to look out for? You know, if, if you're, if you tell me, hey, uh, Cecil, you know, I just hit the lottery for a million dollars and, you know, I had, you know, my social media people are blowing me up saying that, you know, I'm a coward, I'm this, I'm that. Then what we're going to do, uh, we're going to, we're going to, you know, stop your GPS services on your phone while you're down here. And we're going to, you know, again, we're going to, um, you know, try and outthink any, uh, any issues 
that may come up. Uh, we may go to dinner, you know, we may hit 64, 664 down at the oceanfront going to dinner. When we, if you want to go to the movies out in Suffolk, we may go through downtown Norfolk and uh, just trying to mitigate all anything that can happen. And that's all it is, Tages. Uh, uh, and that's why I went to private investigative school as well, because I want to be able to think, outthink anything that will happen. And it's kind of like if you ever seen the movie, um, what is it, The Hitman's Bodyguard, you know? He always got teased because he always would think his way out, try and think his way out of a fight. And that's basically what we're going to do. We're going to try and, we're going to try and um, uh, mitigate any risk that can happen. Um, you know, we don't want to get in any kind of confrontation at all. If you're, if you're with your wife and you want to go down to uh, Peabody's one night, you guys just want to, you know, have a good time. We'll, you know, again, we'll do the advanced work, make sure everything is squared away before you get there. Uh, while we're there, we notice that all of a sudden it's getting to be a rowdy crowd. I'll say, hey, um, hey, sir, um, I think it's time for us to leave. And then, you know, we'll exit and we'll take you to wherever you want to go. But again, it's all about risk mitigation. We don't want to get any kind of confrontations at all. Because again, I'm a citizen. I'm not law enforcement. And we don't want anything to happen to you. We don't want you to be embarrassed. Gotcha. Gotcha. So knowing that, that this industry is, is centers around the uh, aspects of being exclusive and discreet, um, what have you found within this, uh, and I guess the word would be industry or, or this profession, is how, how do you find that most, um, I guess it would either be celebrities, elected officials, um, as you said, someone who maybe um, due to their wealth or just their general celebrity um, is trying to basically still manage a, uh, a life, a, uh, a public life, um, but still being careful because obviously they have uh, personal, physical, uh, monetary concerns that, that quite honestly, some of us simply don't have to deal with. Um, so in doing so, um, is there a network kind of within this industry where you connect with others? As you said, if say someone's traveling to the West Coast versus the East Coast, um, do you create kind of a, a, a national network of professionals that kind of do this and, and help work with one another? Absolutely. Um, I, I belong to what's called the Nine Lives Association. And that's all the graduates from Executive Protection Institute. So we're in this portal. If, if let's say... Uh, Something simple, you want to go down to the Outer Banks. Now, if, if, the, if the detail starts here in Virginia, I can go with you to North Carolina. But if you just call me one day and say, hey, Cecil, I'm going to the Outer Banks. Can you help me? Then what I'll do, I'll reach out to, uh, again, this, this, network, this, this network and find out um, what protectors are in North Carolina. And I, and I will uh, basically uh, slide your, uh, you know, forward your contact information to that particular organization and they'll provide services to you while you're in North Carolina. So yes, there is, you know, each, org each um, organization has its own kind of, you know, network of protectors, but the one that I belong to is, uh, is Nine Lives Association. Gotcha, okay. Um, and I mean, I talked a little bit about kind of those individuals or, the, or those groups that, that I think most of us see as the the typical or the prototypical uh, person that you might service, but 
Um, do you find that there are others that also use those services that maybe aren't so obvious to the general public or, or to those of us maybe within the business community? Oh yeah, absolutely, Tage. Um, the, what, what the majority of the clients that I've had is companies um, who uh, have workplace violence issues. Um, I, there was a, a, they had one detail that was local and um, then a, a co-worker was threatened by, uh, by another co-worker's um, boyfriend and I was called in and basically um, was there at the company. Uh, I, I arrived at the company. When you get to, when you get there, you always want to, you know, kind of get the, uh, you kind of want to, you know, start writing your storybook, find out what happened. So, you know, did a couple of interviews and then um, they let me know we're going to have a corporate telecon at a specific, at like, I think it was like 1800 in the evening, six o'clock. So sat in on the telecon, and then when you sit when you sit on the, in the telecon with corporate, I always try and do that, is because they give you you know when you get there, everyone's excited. They really don't give you the ins and outs of what happened. So when you get the you you sit down with corporate, you know they're gonna have their HR guys there, the HR representative there, and you know and they're really good. It's really a deep dive into everything that it transpired, and uh, I find those I find those conferences very very informative. So. Uh, you know, it sat in on when the telecom got the gist of what happened. And then from that point, I have all the information I need to pretty much build a scenario. Um, so uh, come in the next day. I want to get there early before everyone else does. Um, do my walk around at the facility, make some recommendations. Again, risk mitigation. At this particular office building, you know, they had key, you had to have a badge to enter in the main facility and then to each office. So it was easy. Um, they were keeping all the doors open. Um, it was a very, very relaxed attitude. So what we did, we just basically shut everything down. So if you, you could, you know, when you came in through the the front door, you had to get buzzed in. So you get buzzed in, and there's the uh, there's a receptionist there. And I, what I did was, um, they gave me an office to work in, and that provided me basically because what I didn't want to do, I, I didn't want to be intrusive to the day to day operation. Everyone is there to perform their function and I don't want them worried about security. So they gave me a, a place to work and I pretty much just, um, I you know did my rounds, I made rounds, I spoke to everyone. I went outside every now and then just to make sure everything was okay and that the, the, uh, the guy who, the, the one, the, the, um, the person who was doing the threatening wasn't around um, or in the vicinity uh, then um, just made myself accessible to the receptionist because she would be the first person that would come in contact with the individual. And then, one, you know, I just made recommendations. And the same thing that happened when I did a, uh, workplace violence enrichment, same thing. It was, a, uh, it was a, an actual hospital. And they had so many doors and all of them were open. So what we did, we just, again, shut everything down and made one entrance for when people came in and made myself accessible to the receptionist because she, again, she's the first, and I hate to use she, but I'll say that person is the first one that's gonna become in contact with the, uh, with the individual that's doing the, uh, that's doing the threatening. So the majority of my job, my, uh, probably I wanna say about 85% of the work that I've been doing is workplace violence. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, and I noticed on your services also, you talk about uh, classified material control, and I found that uh, very interesting. Can you talk a little bit about how that works? Sure. Uh, what, um, that is 
for that particular um, um, performance, uh, that's all for government work. I put that down because that's what I did the whole time I was in the Navy was, you know, we, that's, you know, for telecommunications, everything was encrypted and everything was, you know, we had classified materials. So everything was controlled. That was what I did. So I have knowledge on it. I, I noticed that several companies were offering that. So, well, hey, I've been doing classified control for more than 29 years. Why, you know, that's something I could do as well. So that's what I offer as well is basically, you know, going, you know, uh, going by the guidelines that DOD has established for the proper classification and destruction of classified material. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so kind of, obviously your background being military, um, uh, you've been in and out of civilian life. Um, so what, what did you find starting your own business was really the biggest challenge to you um, uh, at the beginning. <laughs> that's that's a good. I I don't know how to I don't know how to phrase this, um, Tage. But the biggest um, challenge has been trying to find out who's full of it and who's not. I've had. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've had. You did that I've, very politely. I like yeah, it. I like I, it. You did the G version. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been it's been because I and I'm I'm. Um, I, I am very, um, I'm ignorant to the fact that I, I, I've been accustomed to people that I've dealt with while in the military. You know, I took what they had to say. Every now and then you're running to that guy, but um, every, everyone was on the up and up. Out in the civilian world, that's not true. Now, and, I, and I'm not saying all civilians, I, I don't want to get the impression that I'm anti-civilian because I am a civilian. But what I'm saying is that in my, in my um, what I've experienced is, is that there are some people out here that are not, that are full of it and they will take advantage of you. So I've, I've, um, I've, I've had some monetary losses because I've entrusted people. I've, um, I've done favors for people who have, um, who basically took those favors and, and just, they were takers and they didn't give anything back and that's been that's been a very that's, that's been very disappointing uh, to me because I you know I I I think highly of everyone but now what I know is I've kind of I've I've, I've kind of read that I need to basically close my mouth more and start and start thinking and observing more with my eyes so I when I'm doing when I'm conducting business with someone I don't talk as much as I used to and I try and try I just try and observe more and try and and just give everything time because when I, everything that I've experienced in my lifetime, everything had to be had to be done now, 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 now. But in the civilian world, things don't work like that. So it's okay if you take a couple of days to think about it. It's, a, it's okay if you take a week to think about it. But you but you have to you know you have to do that and you have to and you have to do your research. I've had tons of companies come at me, and then. Um, you know, after I, after I've been taken advantage of, I started learning my lesson that when someone approached me, I started doing some, in, you know, doing my own investigations of the of the company itself, and they didn't get good reviews, or they've, you know, they're not highly rated in the best in the Better Business Bureau. So I had to cut those. I just cut those relationships off. Period. Um, didn't even establish a relationship. There's a lot of there's a lot of takers out here. 
that I've had to learn hard lessons. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate your honesty because it, it uh, as I say, growing up a Navy brat and, and spending a lot of time talking about this with my dad and, and now getting to, to work with so many um, individuals who, who are on their second careers coming out of the military. Um, I, I think your, your perspective is very fair from the standpoint that the two worlds do work very differently. I mean, I, the, um, it can be hard a lot of times for our military veterans to make that transition into civilian life because as you said, the military can be a very black and white environment sometimes and and it's either a yes or a no or it's a or a go or a stop it's uh it can be disconcerting at the beginning for a lot of our veterans so um it is something that i think uh you really do have to learn um and i think unfortunately as you talk about sometimes it's the the learning curve is is harder for some than others. So I, I genuinely appreciate your honesty with that. Um, so to pivot to, to more of a, of a positive side of it is, what do you feel like has been the, the best reward? I mean, now that you, you've been out of the military for, for some time, um, you're kind of your own boss now. Uh, what have you found to be your greatest reward as you've been able to kind of transition into the, the business world? The biggest reward is the clients that I've come into contact with, Tage. Uh, like I said, um, I've, I don't have clients of my own. I get subcontracted by larger security companies. So I've, uh, after I've completed a detail, the client is just, I mean, it, it is, it's, it's, I can't even explain it, basically. You get there and everyone is, is just basically terrified. And you no, know, the majority of the times you, especially for workplace violence, you go to a place and everyone is older than me and you have these, 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 these people, you know, who are just terrified and you, and you're like, well, and you look at them and you're like, you know, why would someone do say that to her? You know, because, you know, what kind of person would say that to that, to that lady, because she's older than me, you know, why would you do that? Why would you threaten someone? like that you know and they're just terrified and you get there and you hold meetings and you know everyone is you just see all of a sudden just the cloud is lifted and this the tip the, the uh the sense of readiness that they have just just dwindles down and they're just doing business and you know they're happy and especially the last detail i did before the uh the pandemic you know the, you know the the the, uh, the ceo was like our productivity is shot up to the roof now and it was just simple, Tage, this particular detail was just locking the door of the front office where they had worked because everyone in that front office was threatened. And they were just, they couldn't, they, they were like, our productivity is shut up to the roof and we're just so glad that you're here. And again, you know, they came bearing gifts and I said, no, turned it down. And somehow it wound up in my backpack. So, um, just, just the, the overall thank you, you know, and it's, it's and that's the thing is, it's the monetary value for me. That's not where it's at. I just want to give back to the community, and just, I mean, I can't explain just the overall the, the, the gratification that you receive after a detail is over with, after you've done a good job, and everyone is just thankful, and you, and, and it's, 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 uh, it's hard, it's, it's great. It lets you know that you know what you're doing is right. You know, that's great. Well. 
Before we wrap up, I, I want to give you a, a couple different opportunities. One to kind of give our, our listeners a, a feel for kind of what you see as the future of Raven Elite and, uh, and the best way to reach out to you if they feel like they can utilize your services. Sure. Uh, the future of Raven Elite is uh, just want to be a pillar in the community. This is my home now. So I want to give back to the support that I've received in the Tire Border area. Um, I just want to give that back to the community. Um, I, I, my whole tour, my whole 29 years was done here from ship to ship to ship, a couple of shore stations. And I did one overseas tour to Diego Garcia, but you know, I, you know, I, I've, I've learned to surf here. I've made some great friends here. And I just, I want to contribute. I just don't want to live here. I want to, I want to contribute to the community. I want to be a part of the community. Um, and that's, that's pretty much the future. I, and where I see that we're going is, is that a lot of my jobs are out in Richmond, you know, in Northern Virginia, because of that's where all the business, that's where a lot of the commerce takes place. But here in Tidewater, you know, they're, I, I noticed that a lot of the businesses, they're going out and they're contracting other businesses in Northern Virginia and out West in Roanoke. But you have a security firm that's right here, that's local, that's, that you can reach out to. Um, and that'll be there, you know, at a, just like that. That's all you have to do is notify me. So, um, and you can, if someone wants to get in touch with me, they can go to my webpage, just, you know, Google, ravenelitprotection.com um, or they can send me an email it's easy customer service at ravenelitprotection.com and uh and you know i'll sit down and we'll have you know we'll, we'll figure out what the issue is and again i'm not there to stop the occurrence but what i am there to do is to try and alleviate any kind of um occurrence that may happen it happened by basically using an approach that i um that i learned while in the military we want to stop it before it happens we don't want, because if something does happen, then that means it was too late and we really didn't think it through. So I just want to, while if someone is making masks, I want them to continue to make masks and don't have to worry about their personal well-being. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate it. I, I thank you for your time today. I, I thank you for your service. And, and uh, again, I, I'm so happy to have gotten to spend a little bit of my Memorial Day with you and and uh, and for you to be able to reach out to our business community. So thank you for joining us and and uh, taking the time to talk to me today. No, thank you, Tage. I really appreciate it. And please uh, stay healthy and safe. Absolutely, you do the same. And thank you to the listeners of Tag Talks. We'll catch you on the next episode.